Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. Uh, And before we bring in uh, our great co-host, Sam Gordon, just want to let you guys know that Vegas Nation, uh, all of our uh, podcasts are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Uh, well, I mean, I'm pinching myself right now. I've done that a, a couple of times with the beginning of training camp, with the, the first day of pads, uh, preseason, the start of preseason. But now I think the biggest pinch of all uh, is happening, Sam Gordon. we got a football game, a Raiders football game, a regular season football game, just days away uh, at this point. How fired up are you, my friend? Man, do we ever, Vinny. I'm, I'm, I, and not only that, uh, it's... It's the rematch of, dare I say, the marquee game of the 2021 season. Uh, the, the Raiders, Chargers, Sunday Night Football, uh, whatever you want to call it, that resulted in the Raiders making the playoffs for the first time since 2016. So I'm fired up. Um, great matchup. We, we know, I mean, we've talked all offseason, Vinny, you know, about how the AFC West, how difficult it is now and, and, and how much fun we think these matchups and games are going to be. And uh, no better way to start than I think with a trip to, to L.A., uh, for the Raiders and to, you know, an early measuring stick to see where they're at against a division rival. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, the last time we saw the Chargers, at least, um, they were playing the Raiders uh, right uh, down the street from us uh, over at Allegiant Stadium. Definitely uh, the game of the year last year. Um, it was one of the best games of all time, to be to be perfectly frank with you. Uh, and it's funny, I'm glad you started right there, uh, Sam, because uh, I've gotten asked this a lot, of, uh, a lot you know, on, I go on a lot of radio shows, all this, callers, Twitter, whatever the case might be, is this a revenge game for the Chargers? And my thing is, revenge game toward who? The Raiders were content, if you remember, last year with yeah. going with, with just, you know, taking a knee, tie, uh, ending that game last year in a tie, which would have allowed both teams to go to the playoffs. The reason the Chargers didn't make, make the playoffs, and if you're talking about revenge, they ought to look in the mirror, is because they called an inexplicable timeout when time was running out, and the Raiders just said, okay, well, I mean, if you're going to do that, we might as well just go ahead and kick the field goal, which is what they did to win the game and to knock the Chargers out of the playoffs. So I'm not quite sure where the revenge factor is here. I think the Chargers need to be looking at themselves in the mirror. I'm, I'm completely with you. And, you know, new season, new team, right? New new players on both sides, new faces, new players that we expect to make um, major impacts. And I, I think it's, a you know, kind of a reset, a, a fresh a fresh year, and I, I'm with you completely. I mean, the <laughs> – it, the Chargers, not only did they not win that game and not only did the, the, the timeout, of course, cost them a trip to the playoffs, but they were in, in pole position, Vinny, if we if, if we recall, down the stretch last year with a pretty favorable schedule uh, to make the playoffs in control of their own destiny. And lo and behold, uh, they fell apart down the stretch. And like Charger teams have been known to do. And that, then, of course, you have the egregious example of the, the timeout uh, in overtime last season. So, it's a brand new season, right? Both, you know, playmakers on both sides of the ball for both teams. Uh, good quarterback play on both sides. Uh, a fascinating coaching matchup, I think. I'm, I'm curious to see what Brandon Staley brings in year two as a head coach, what he may have learned. We know how aggressive he was. That certainly facilitated a lot of debate around the league. And then, of course, Josh McDaniels coaching debut 
um, with the Raiders. We're going to really get a feel for, for how different everything is in a game situation. And, you know, training camp practices, scrimmages with the Patriots, and then preseason games are one thing. But it's going to be all systems go with with players we haven't seen play in the pre, uh, preseason for the Raiders and for the Chargers. And uh, it's, a, it's a marquee matchup, one of the best matchups, I think, of week one. Yeah, uh, without a que- without question. So uh, if we are going to use last year kind of as a starting point, I know every game is unto itself and every season obviously is unto itself, uh, but use- using last year's um, season-ending finale um, as kind of a starting point, my question to you, Sam, is which team has gotten better since that uh, crazy night in January? That's a great question. Um, I think – both teams, of course, were aggressive in improving, improving their roster. I don't know if we need to list every single addition. I think our, our listeners certainly know, and Raider fans certainly know. But I, th- I think what the Chargers did is I, 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 they, they had more glaring weaknesses, in my opinion, last year, namely defensively, right? They had a defensive head coach in Brandon Staley, and just defensively they, they weren't that good for whatever reason. And now you go out there and you, you, you add a Khalil Mack, you add a J.C. Jackson – and, of course, they fortified the offensive line a little bit as well. So I think, you know, because of the needs that they had that I think were a little more glaring than the Raiders' needs, I, I, I like what they did in the offseason slightly more. But that's not a slight at the Raiders because I anticipate a much better Raider team to a more talented Raiders squad. So, you know, margins are thin, and and, and that's that's kind of the way of the NFL. And, and we'll, you know, we'll finally get a feel Sunday just, just how those impact players, how the adjustments, the roster changes – uh, will have impacted these respective franchises. But it's a super close call. You know, one team adds Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, and another one adds Devonta Adams and Chandler Jones, not to mention a complement of other players. What, what do you think? Who who made the the more the bigger leap or the, the, the bigger jump? Well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, I think the Raiders are a markedly better team today than the one that ended the season um, in, in January against the Chargers and the Bengals, for that matter. And I say that for two reasons. One, um, you know, I – the, you know, we talk about glaring needs. Well, to me, the Raiders had a glaring need at wide receiver sure. one. You know, they thought they may have had uh, uh, the potential of that in Henry Ruggs. I don't know if he would have ever been a wide receiver one. I think that he would have been and maybe it just stayed kind of like a, uh, a a weapon, you know, an ultimate weapon, sure. not necessarily a wide receiver one. Well, they got a wide receiver one and then some uh, in Devontae Adams. I think if you look back to last year and in terms of specifically that game and that month, those two games against the Chargers and Bengals, Darren Waller is is healthier. Yeah. Um, so that's an improvement. I think they got better on the sideline uh, with, with Josh McDaniels uh, and his staff. I think adding Chandler Jones – um, helps fortify uh, what could be now a very lethal pass rush uh, with uh, combining him with Max Crosby. Um, I think that Nate Hobbs is a better player. You know, so so I, I just think that the I think to be honest with you, I guess long long story short, I think the Raiders are, are uh, got better, more better than than, than the Chargers did, and um, I think it's I think some of the moves that they made are kind of game changing or uh, franchise altering type moves, especially for these next few years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think this is a better team. And, and, and they were playing pretty darn good down the stretch. The Raiders did. They had to win a bunch of games in a row to, to, to punch their ticket to the playoffs. And then they were on a roll in beating the Chargers in an epic battle here in Vegas and then nearly taking the Cincinnati Bengals, the eventual AFC champions to overtime in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, and, and that's, what's interesting to me is like, I think this is a better team. That's why I'm kind of wondering the sort of the national perception. I see some people, um, you know, starting to, starting to, uh, to come, come onto the Raiders side a little bit, but I still see more 
Chargers, more Broncos, and obviously the Chiefs are uh, the reigning champions until you know further uh, until somebody knocks them off. But I, I, I think that people are going to be surprised at how good this Raiders team can potentially be. Well, you, you know, the upside, like you, like you touched on, many. I think the upside is, is absolutely there. I think offensively, you have the makings, and we're going to learn a lot, you know, a lot about this offensive line too on Sunday and how you know just where they're at cohesively, collectively, and, and how the game plan. Um, you know, factors in what may or may not be their strengths or weaknesses. So I think that's going to be super interesting. But point being, you know, as we kind of alluded to and then seeing it, seeing things live against the Patriots a couple weeks ago, um, and now with Darren Waller back in the mix, this this has the makings of, of a top five offense um, in the NFL and a team, I think, with the Raiders that's going to be equipped to win shootouts. And, you know, you, you're, you're totally right I, last about, you know, number one receiver. Uh, and then you add the best one, you know, arguably the best one in the league in Devontae Adams. But last year down the stretch, Vinny, um, the, the, you're right. The Raiders didn't have – there was – they lacked some pop offensively. They lacked some juice, you know, until that season finale. A lot of those games were won, um, you know, tight. And that's a credit to the Raiders and a credit to the last year's Raiders and what they were able to do. But, no, this year's team has the has the makings of a super explosive offense. When you think about the complementary pieces in the past game, you think about Derek Carr and his prime and then a complement – of running backs who all kind of do different things, depending on what the game or scheme or particular matchup uh, may call for. And, and then, you know, regarding the Chargers, I, I mean, to your point, Vinny, I don't know if there's any team in the NFL, maybe the the Bills uh, potentially, but I, I don't think there's you know many more teams in the Chargers that have kind of the hype that they have going into the year. And when you take a look at, you know, some of the star players on their roster and what they have at quarterback, you know, it's legit. Some of the, you know, some of that hype on their end. So that's why it's, it's you know, such a super fascinating Matchup in one week. You're getting two teams that played such a tightly contested Week 18 game that have both upgraded their rosters, that have both put playmakers, added playmakers on both sides of the ball, that both, you know, frankly have ambitions of making a deep playoff run. So with with that said, I pose you this. When you look at the matchups or, or the specific matchup, Raiders, Chargers, knowing the personnel on both sides, what do you think some of the key matchups are in in this particular game as, as we look ahead to, to Sunday? And now uh, it's that time of the podcast where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of racing sports for Station Casinos. Chuck, of course, joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, uh, we, it feels like we've been, you know, you've been saying it, we've been saying it uh, since for the last few weeks since you rejoined the show. Yay, sportsbook, right? I mean, we're talking on a Thursday afternoon. The NFL season starts tonight, and that, of course, means uh, football until February. How you how you doing? I'm great, Sam. You definitely stole my thunder because I was going to say exactly that, that I've been saying it for a few weeks now, and I'm not going to back down until after this weekend, but it's EA Sportsbooks. Uh, seems like it's been a while coming, uh, but football season's here, and the schedule makers, I think, did everybody right. The sportsbooks, the fans, um, you know, if you're a football fan, to have the, the Super Bowl champs, um, the defending Super Bowl champs play against the Super Bowl betting odds favorite to open the season, that's tremendous. Yeah, no question, and, and we're in for a great, an absolute great slate of games this week, Chuck. Of course, we previewed uh, a handful of those last week on the podcast. Want to shift our attention, of course, to some of the other premier matchups. Of course, let's start with the Raiders, uh, who are getting three at SoFi Stadium. Chuck, two aggressive teams that, that went out there and improved their roster uh, in the offseason. The Raiders, the Chargers, both teams have have massive aspirations. What are you looking for in this particular week one matchup with the, with these teams that, again, both uh, have envisions of, of winning the AFC West? 
Yeah, it's definitely one of the marquee matchups, Sam. I, I think you look at the way that the, the betters are betting this game right now. It's uh, not that we didn't expect this. Uh, 66% of the tickets are on the Raiders, uh, both the spread and money line. Um, 76% of the tickets are on the over. It's got the most tickets out of any game on the week one slate. And I think the big question is, is you know, what is the – What's the pressure on the Chargers now kind of being that team that many people expect maybe uh, to take the next step? And for the Raiders, it's, you know, you pick up Chandler Jones um, to bookend there with Crosby. And ultimately, what's the immediate impact of Devontae Adams on offense? Uh, arguably the biggest uh, splash in the offseason. You know, what's he going to do to that offense now with Waller and, and Renfro and Jacobs? So, um, you know, again, the, the biggest game or the most tickets out of any game on the slate uh, is Raiders-Chargers. Yeah, Chuck. Again, one of the, the, we've talked, I think, at length about how fascinating the AFC West. All these prime, all these matchups, just must see. Uh, total set at fifty-two, the third highest uh, this week. So, expecting a lot of points. I certainly expect you know some kind of shootout to evolve in LA. Moving along uh, to Minnesota, Chuck, my 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 beloved hometown of Minneapolis, Vikings giving one and a half um, to Green Bay, uh, who comes in as a road favorite. Uh, Chuck. Vikings, a lot of buzz with Kevin O'Connell as the new head coach. You know, just like the Raiders add Devontae Adams, we're going to see Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. A couple things. A, are you concerned about Green Bay, their offense without Devontae Adams? And B, uh, are you buying the hype surrounding Minnesota? A lot of buzz back home about the Vikings and their chances of making the playoffs and even a deep playoff run. I kind of am on both, Sam. I, I think I'm a little concerned with the Packers. Um, I know that Rodgers has had a tremendous amount of success um, without Adams in his career, but that was for you know you know two, four, six game increments, one game um, when he was when he was banged up here and there. Um, but to be without his number one guy, and he's never been a guy that really um, kind of relied on young receivers. They have two, um, Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dobbs that they drafted. There's been a lot of you know kind of hype about Dobbs maybe being the deep threat. There's a chance that Lazard doesn't play this week. Um, so that would leave Randall Cobb and really, uh, you know, some, some younger wideouts to kind of to fill the role. So I am a little bit concerned about the Packers. I know that you've got Jones and Dylan and, you know, LaFleur has done a great job since he's been there. And maybe we see a different Packer team. Maybe he's not having to throw 30, 35 or 40 times a game. Maybe it's a, a different type of offense. Uh, more of a all control offense, relying on those two, you know, uh, guys in the backfield to control more clock, and he brings these guys around slowly. On the other side of the ball, I do. I, I love the Vikings. I think you look at that offense with Jefferson and Thielen and Smith and Cook, um, and what Cousins has done with, with a run based offense the last few years. Now he's got Kevin O'Connell that really opened things up for the Rams last year. I think you're going to see Jefferson um, use those really similar to the way the Rams used Cooper Cup. Um, so I expect kind of big things out of the Vikings. It's not going to stun me if uh, if the Vikings win the North and it's not the Packers. But I would say yes, uh, concerned about the Packers and really kind of more optimistic and excited about uh, what the Vikings have this year going into the season. Yeah, potential you know changing of the guard brewing in the NFC North. That's been the Packers division for so long, but it, it is going to be a new look team. Like, like you said, I think predicated a little more on run game and, and, and defense and supply action stuff off of that. Uh, again, another tasty matchup, Chuck, Tampa Bay at Dallas, uh, Sunday night football, uh, new look Sunday night football crew, new look broadcasting crews all over the NFL. Uh, but Tampa Bay giving two and a half to the Cowboys. I think both these teams, these are teams I have a ton of questions about 
how is where's Tom Brady at? Just are we going to see? I think until we see otherwise, you have to expect greatness from him. But it was kind of a weird offseason, and I'm being a little conservative, saying kind of weird. And then conversely, Chuck with the Cowboys, uh, just kind of the expectations that they always have year in and year out, but yet some concerns off the offensive line. Jason Peters coming in late. Uh, who do you think you'll learn more about in this game, Tampa Bay or Dallas? You know, I think the question marks out for both, Sam. I think what you said about Tampa is correct. Um, we've seen the numbers start to tick up a bit, um, although the ticket count is really about 50-50. It's one of, you know, rarely do you have a primetime game uh, where you have kind of a split ticket count, but that's the case uh, for the Sunday night game. Um, yet there is a lot of money on the over. 66% of the tickets are on the over Sunday night, and you've got the number one and two, uh, you know, highest scoring teams in the NFC last year playing in this game. So my guess is this total is going to continue to go up. The public will drive it up. Um, you know, anytime there's off-field distractions for players, regardless of what they are, uh, sometimes that does have an impact. Um, but we know there'll be no Gronk. We know they added uh, Julio Jones and Russell Gage in the offseason. Godwin's been a little bit banged up, but he's still Tom Brady. Um, you know, so I'm not concerned about him missing time, just maybe the, the off-field distractions. On the other side of the ball, um, I guess I'm still waiting for, for Prescott to have that kind of phenomenal, you know, breakout year. I think he's been really, really good. Um, not so good in the postseason. He's had some injuries. They lose Amari Cooper. There'll be no um, uh, no Michael Gallup in this game. So you're really going to need guys like CeeDee Lamb and Zeke and Pollard and Schultz to step up. Uh, does this game get to three? I'm not sure. Um, probably possess some value on the Cowboys if Tampa gets that high. Um, but I'm kind of, you know, I have questions for both these two teams. So kind of anxious to watch. It looks like we're going to be huge under fans and kind of let the chips fall as, as they will for the two teams right now. But again, uh, pretty close to a 50-50 ticket split um, on the Sunday night game. Yeah, definitely. Very polarizing matchup. Of course, two of the biggest brands in the league with Tom Brady, your brand unto himself, and then the Cowboys, you know, still fitting the bill uh, as America's team, even in 2022, you know, sans the success uh, that they're accustomed to. Uh, of course, Chuck, the, the, the finale, Monday Night Football, D Denver, Russell Wilson going back to the place where he starred for so long, giving six and a half to a Seattle team that I anticipate being one of the worst in the NFL um, this season. I guess I'm just going to cut to the chase, Chuck. Uh, Denver's been a team where, you know, from a roster standpoint, it was like they're as good as anybody. Quarterback situation, not so much. Now they have Russell Wilson. A uh, lot of questions about where, where, he, where he's at. He didn't play the full season for the first year in his career. What does he have left entering his age 34 season? Do you, are you buying the Broncos as a Super Bowl contender? Because you don't make a move for us unless you think uh, that you can make that you you can make it that far. Can the Broncos get out of the AFC? Do you think they do you think they're going to have enough this year? I, I think they they do, Sam. Um, you know, not only did you make the trade, but you just gave him a, a new five year deal. So mm -hmm. your expectation level is that he is going to be there for a while. Phenomenal weapons with Cortland Sutton and, and Jerry Judy uh, and, and, and Williams and Gordon in the backfield. It's a defense that was a Super Bowl caliber defense, uh, at least could, could what kept teams in the game. The one thing they lacked was quarterback, quarterback play. But, I mean, you have to love the schedule makers. I know we talked about the, the Thursday night game, but it's, okay, Russ, you played your entire career with Seattle. You won a Super Bowl. You were traded in the offseason, and guess what? You're going back to the 12th man on Monday night football to finish week one. I mean, if that's not a soap opera-esque ending to week one, it's, it's tremendous. Um, my guess is we're going to be huge Seahawks fans. 
uh, come Monday night. I'm sure I'm going to have my 12th man T-shirt on back here behind the book because we're going to be rooting for them. They gave up, the, I think, the second most passing yards last year. So if you're Russ right now, you're saying, hey, I'm going up against a team I practiced against. I know they weren't very good against the pass, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on on Denver and, and Russell Wilson to look good in this game. As we've talked about, talking about the AFC West with the Raiders, um, toughest division in football. Um, the big question is, do two teams make it out of the West or do three teams make it out of the West? And who's the odd man out? Uh, but I think this Denver team is really good. The only thing they were missing the last few years was quarterback play. I think more war, more one-score losses over the last three years than any team in the league. Rush should be able to overcome that. Um, I think they're a really good team. But we'll see how they perform in Seattle against the 12th man on Monday Night Football. Man, ton of pressure, Chuck. No question about that. You know Russ is going to want to look good and Denver's going to want to look good. Awesome slate of games week one. Feels like we are always super lucky and privileged with some great matchups. And, of course, we on this podcast are always privileged and lucky to have you come break them all down for us, Chuck. So really appreciate your insight uh, and your expertise from your side of the counter on week one. And we look forward to breaking down uh, some of the best, you know, some of the some of the intricacies of week one and looking ahead at week two um, next week on the show. So appreciate you joining us and looking forward to talking soon. All right, Sam. Sounds great. And real quick, too, want to throw out a you know a, a yay to the to the Aces too for getting into the WNBA Finals. We're gonna have a lot of props up and stuff like that for Game One. So check out everything on STN Sports because uh, we're gonna be having some fun with the Aces as well. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez. You're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. Can I put my uh, coach Josh McDaniels? Um, I guess we're not going to give him a hoodie. He he wears the visor. He he's a visor guy. It looks like. Yeah, so can I put my put coach that, McDaniels visor? Put that visor on. Yeah, yeah. The visor absolutely. on. I'm going to tell you exactly what I would do. Okay. Uh, if I'm the Raiders, all right. I am going to immediately, and when I say immediately, I'm saying from the get go. I'm going to immediately put the pressure on the Chargers to prove to me they can stop an aggressive attack led by De- Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Sure. I am going to check on that <laughs> real quick. Um, and because I don't think they can, number one, uh, I don't think, I think few teams can. So I'm going to be extremely aggressive in pushing the ball down the field with Devontae Adams, mixing in, obviously, Darren Waller and, and Hunter Renfro and putting the onus uh, on the Chargers to prove to me they can deal with that. Everything else to me, Sam, is going to play off of that. Uh, first, the response by the Chargers. Are they defending it? All right, maybe now the Raiders have to make an adjustment. If they're not, adju- if they're not, um, uh, you know, uh, um, defending it well, and then they start making adjustments. Now you got the screen game in play. Uh, now you've got the run game uh, in play. I think everything is going to be uh, an offshoot to the passing game. And the other reason that I want to do that offensively. I got to see if the offensive line is going to be able to hold up in that situation. So, and then lastly, I, I looking across the line of scrimmage at the, uh, or, or, or across the field at the chargers offense, even having confidence in 
the Raiders offense, and I'm sure Josh McDaniels, or defense, and I'm sure Josh McDaniels has confidence in the defense. If you're being honest with yourself, you're probably going to need to score a bunch of points uh, to deal with this team just to be on the safe side. So being aggressive, forcing the hand, forcing the Chargers to prove that they could stop number 17, who you went out and got for this specific reason, playing Waller and, and Renfro off of that in the past game and the screen game, that's, to me, what I would do. Yeah, and, and and you know, making that all the more interesting, Vinny, is, you know, J.C. Jackson, right, arguably the top cornerback in the NFL. He's been he's been banged up. He's been, He's been dealing with an injury. So it, 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 he had ankle surgery a couple weeks ago, uh, and, you know, who knows about his status, right? So – Say he's not available, how does that, you know, what is the domino effect in the Chargers secondary? Because just like the Raiders went out and got Devontae Adams for situations like this, the Chargers, knowing that they're in a loaded AFC West, went out and got a premier corner who might not be available in week one. So to your point, I'm, I'm wondering if he can't play, the domino effect that that has on the receiving core with the Raiders and how that can open things up uh, in, in the pass game. And again, you know, like, like you said, in terms of testing the offensive line, they're going to get a test in week one when you got Joey Bosa on one end and Khalil Mack on the other, and, and, and just some of the creative things that Brandon Staley can possibly do with a couple primetime pass rushers. So there's a lot there, it, you know, just for a week one matchup, when you talk about talent, firepower on both sides of the ball that both teams have, there's just a lot to chew on when it comes to this particular matchup. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, it makes for a, a truly fascinating, uh, you know, mat, matchup, as you said. And the thing with J.C. Jackson is even if he's out there, which I, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I would play it prudently if I'm the Chargers. Um, there's a long season to play, and the Absolutely. last thing you want to do is, uh, is, is jeopardize that in any way, shape, or form. But if he is out there, I mean, to what extent is he going to be out there? Um, and, and does that work in the in the Raiders' favor? Is a uh, dinged up, not ready, necessarily ready to go, uh, full bore? Um, and we don't even know. We wouldn't know what the percentage of uh, J.C. Jackson is compared to one hundred percent. But is he a guy then 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 becomes almost a liability out sure. there, you know, for the Chargers. So um, if he even if he is out there, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're a Raider uh, if, from the Raiders perspective, because maybe that's somebody that you go attack because of what he's coming off. But, uh, you know, and there's no question that's why they went out and got J.C. Jackson to be able to, you know, quote unquote, uh, eliminate um, or take out a certain player on a certain team. And there's no, no doubt that uh, with the, with the, with the, with the uh, Raiders, you're talking about Devonte Adams. But the thing is with that, I still think, I don't care how good JC Jackson is. And I think he's really good. He's not going to defend Devonte Adams all by himself. It just, it's, it's Devonte Adams is too good. I don't care who he's lining up against. And he kind of alluded that um, yesterday when we talked to him or, or, or Wednesday, when we talked to him um, and it, meaning no disrespect whatsoever. Somebody asked Devante, you know, kind of how do you game plan for whoever's in front of you, blah, 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 if JC's going to be out there. If not, does that change? Hey, man, nothing against anybody, but I, I, it's kind of irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm worried about me. Uh, I'm going to do me. And it, when, when, when Devante's doing him, it really doesn't matter, especially in single coverage. And the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, when healthy, and the Raiders will eventually face a healthy J.C. Jackson, he's still going to need help. I don't care how good he is against a Devontae Adams. And when that happens, that opens things up for everyone else that the Raiders have. So, um, And I'm sure they're going to need, if, if he's not out there, 
they're definitely going to have to roll help to whoever's trying to defend Devonte Adams, and there goes the the middle of the field potentially for a Hunter Renfro and a Devonte and a Darren Waller to do their their thing. So, you know, when we talk about it along those terms, Sam, this Raiders offense, if you're an opposing defensive coordinator or an opposing defense, I have a feeling it's going to cause them some sleepless nights, especially when they start putting things out on film and showing people what they're capable of doing. Yeah, no, no question. And that's, you know, to, to your point, Vinny, and at this point, I think I made, you know, kind of throughout the year, when it comes, especially when it comes to skill sets that you imagine that are complementary, your top three pass catching op- options are all very different in what they're able to do, their kind, their 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 strengths, um, and, and how they're able to to, to coexist. I, I, I mean, you have the the do it all wide receiver that can is you know, and Devontae Adams quite literally one of the most complete receivers in NFL history. When you just take a look at how elite he is at so many different things. Uh, getting he can get deep he can make, make things happen after the catch he's an elite route runner he'll go over the middle and make a play and take a hit he he he'll block he, he's just he checks all the boxes and then you have a Darren Waller who at 6'5 260 with his speed is a w- walking mismatch for both linebackers and defensive backs and then Hunter Renfro um the technician who I thought towards the end of the year showed he was a little more than that where he he was even getting down the field a little more and doing some things after the catch and whatnot so that's why you go out and get a Devonta. You, you're putting pre- it's it's you're creating matchups and are able to work in specific matchups and specific games and you know adjust like to your point off of what you put out on film. So that's where the upside comes from, and 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 it's it's there's a lot of it there, and uh, and it's I think you know again to, to 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 this particular matchup, we're gonna I think we're gonna see a lot. You know, just a, like points are going to be important in this particular game. That's not breaking news because the Chargers. On their end, have an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert, a couple really big time receivers in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and then Austin Eckler, you know, do it all running back that's as good as any dual threat back in the league. So if you like points and if you like offense and if you like explosive playmakers, then this is the week one matchup to watch. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. And um, it's, 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 I'm so curious because, um, and I'll ask you this question. As I formulate it, because uh, yeah. I asked a lot of the players this yesterday, uh, you know, I think everyone in this building, uh, and I'm here at the facility right now. Uh, I think I think everyone in this building has a pretty good idea after getting after it since you know last spring, basically uh, OTAs and mini camp and and the offseason program and training camp. Obviously, it's been a long haul, um, you know, of of the Raiders getting getting work in, and I think they have a pretty good idea, Sam. Uh, of what they've got and what they're working with, um, especially on that offensive side of the uh, of the ball, not to take anything away from the def- defense because I think that's going to be improved as well. But um, I, I I think they have a pretty good idea, but I think there's still some curiosity. And I'm going to ask you this question too: Are you still a little curious on exactly what it's going to look like? And is there any even any little inkling that it might not work? It might not all come together. I mean, yeah, there's there's always that there's always that chance. I mean, there's always that chance in the NFL that look for whatever reason things just don't click. Maybe an injury, you know, maybe it's a couple injuries, maybe just a scheme thing, and players don't fit. You know, you never know. So yeah, until we see it, I I I, I you I think you know part of you has to kind of um, remain a skeptic. But again, you take a kind of a look at the the, the off season that they put together. The, the, the personnel that they've added, the way the coaching staff 
the imprint the coaching staff has put on this team so far. Just and it's it's early, very small sample size, but the lack of penalties in the preseason, the lack of turnovers in the preseason, little things, the controllables. Now, will that look different against number one offenses and number one defenses? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. It'll look a little bit different, but you, you can already see tangibly just in, in practices and in where we're at in the season, you can see some of uh, the differences. So, yeah, I, I do. We're not going to know. I think you're going to need – We there's a – I think we're gonna have a pretty good feeling, you know, after the first three or four four games, where where this team is gonna be at. I don't I, clearly, I don't think one game is enough of the sample size, but yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how it all comes together. I'm really, you know, I think to your point, I think we understand kind of the, what the expectations are offensively, but you know, new def- def- new defensive coordinator and Patrick Graham, you add a Chandler Jones, the the you, you're gonna be playing you know two different corners than than you were last year uh, on the outside. So I think there's some questions there on how Rocky Yassin and you know whoever whoever ends up whether it's Nate Hobbs taking a lion's share on the outside, moving inside, whatever. It's going to be different than it was last season. So uh, I'm curious to see how how versatile that defense is, what kind of looks Patrick Graham mixes in. And then, you, again, defensively, you're getting a massive test in week one against the team that figures also to be one of the more explosive offenses in the NFL. So I, I can't wait. I, I, you know, We're going to learn a lot. We're not going to learn everything right away, but we're going to finally see what it looks like uh, under the bright lights against another team that has Super Bowl expectations or at least expectations of competing in the AFC West and making a deep playoff run. Uh, and then we're, we're going to start to, you know, kind of figure this thing out. It is all new. It's new in so many different levels, new coaches, new star players, new system, new scheme, everything. And and we're going to see it, you know, all come to life on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. And you just mentioned Nate Hobbs. To me, um, there's in, 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 on a team with a bunch of fascinating uh, uh, people, I think that, uh, and people that, are, you know, it'll be fascinating to follow. I should say Nate Hobbs is going to be a fascinating follow uh, this year because I think he's just scratching the surface uh, in terms of how good he is and the impact that he can have on games and the various ways that he can have uh, impacts on games. Um, I think he's one of those guys that uh, there's a little bit of a timeliness about him and a, um, an aggressiveness that's uh, also prudent. I don't think it's an over aggressiveness. I think it's an aggressiveness that that is in line with also being, you know, responsible. A responsible aggressiveness. How about that? Sure. Uh, and and I think I think more of the aggressiveness, uh, and it's going to be done responsibly. But more of the aggressiveness, I think, is going to shine through this year, and I think it's going to lead to to some potential turnovers and and big plays uh, that he's going to uh, going to make so uh, really curious to see uh, how high uh, Nate Hobbs uh, takes it all right i just got one question for you yep. i'm not going to ask you who you think's going to win or or lose or anything like that um but um first game Devontae Adams as a raider what do you think his stats are going to be yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 10 to 12 targets, um, maybe more. Uh, and I would say we're going to see somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 125 yards at least, right? Like, you, you know, the, the Chargers are, I think they are going to probably roll some coverage over to him. And, you know, how can he not be a focal point of your game plan? But we're talking about the most complete receiver in the league. And we're talking about somebody that has a connection with Derek Carr, guy goes back, you know, over a decade. And just seeing the way that those guys worked in training camp and, I know it was just against New England, and it, you know we don't. I don't expect them to, to be any type of contender or anything with the roster that they have and some of the turnover that they've you know undergone. But seeing him dominate the way he did uh, in back to back days at practice, another team, it was it was clinical. And and I'm not breaking news here that it was all over Twitter. It, it's been you know talked about extensively, but that was just sheer dominance by one of the best you know players of his era uh, who's in his prime right now. So. 
I think it would be silly to, to expect anything less than a, a, a barrage of targets to go his way. And when he gets targeted, as we've seen, Vinny, throughout you know the last, I'd say, three or four years in particular, but throughout his career, as he's grown and developed and added to his skill set, when he gets targeted a lot, and that means he's going to produce. So 100 yards and you know, a score and eight, you know, seven, eight catches, um, I, I think is an extremely realistic, uh, realistic, you know, I might be being a little conservative because we know the capabilities um, that the, that he has. And if they are shading that coverage over, and, and, and you know, then like you said, you adjust. You have a Hunter Renfro, you have a Darren Waller, two elite players with their skill sets. But I, I do expect the Devontae Adams show on Sunday. What do you think? Uh, I agree. Um, and I, I went back and um, looked at uh, Randy Moss and his first game with the New England Patriots. And I want to say nine targets, nine catches, like 118 yards, a couple of touchdowns. And it started a barrage of games. And look, Josh McDaniels was the was the offensive coordinator that year. Randy Moss um, was still at the top of his game, um, and and even the, in spite of the years that he had, you know, with the, with the Raiders uh, there, um, when he kind of checked out a little bit. But um, I think the Raiders understand what they have in Devontae Adams, um, who's. He's not Randy Moss. I'm not sure anybody's Randy Moss, but he's up there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he's legit up there. Uh, I think they understand what the weapon that they have uh, in, in Devontae Adams, and I think they're going to um, take advantage of that weapon uh, very early and very often. So if you look at what Randy Moss did his first game with the New England Patriots, I think you can probably pencil in Devontae for something similar. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, any kind of coverage – you know, if, if it, however the offensive line is playing, like there are ways to get him the ball and, and yeah. to, for him to get yards. He's not relying on one kind of target or certain kind of routes. This is a guy that can do everything. And how, you know, how challenging is that for a, a defense, uh, for a defensive coach to scheme against somebody like that? I mean, look at what he was doing. Granted, he was playing with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Vinny, but like, he didn't. He wasn't playing with a Hunter Renfro. He wasn't playing with a, a Darren Waller. Like he was playing in a lot of cold weather. Like that's not the case this year uh, anymore. And he was every, everybody, every team in the league, every team in the NFC North knew he was getting the ball ten to fourteen times a game or going to be targeted, and they still couldn't do anything with it. So right. now yeah. you know maybe are, are the raw numbers at the end of the year going to exceed those totals? I'm not sure. He's playing with better players now uh, in terms of pass catchers, but he he's just as liable at any time to have a twelve you know a twelve catch. 165 yard, two touchdown kind of day. And we might very well see that on Sunday. Yep, absolutely. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a barn burner, I predict. Uh, um, I think the Raiders understand they're going to have to score some points in this game. You know, uh, again, nothing, no disrespect to their defense. The Chargers are going to put it on a lot of teams. So you just have to kind of go in with that mindset. I think the Raiders will. I think Devontae Adams is going to benefit from that. I think a lot of people are going to benefit from that. And uh, so we'll see, you know, where it ends up taking uh, the Raiders uh, this week and uh, whether it's going to be a happy bunch of Raider Nation fans. Fans, or Freighter Nation is going to be a happy group uh, putting their heads on their pillows Sunday night. Uh, but whatever happens, we'll be here next week uh, to talk about it. Sam, thanks. Uh, uh, always doing a great job. Uh, see you soon. Larry Muir, our great producer. Truly appreciate everything that you do. Uh, to all of our listeners and subscri- subscribers, thank you so much. Uh, keep it up for why we do what we do. Um, enjoy the game this weekend, and we will talk uh, with you again next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. 
With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. 